Welcome to the Art of the Game podcast. I'm Reese, and I'm joined by my co-host Cass. We started this podcast to explore the intersection of the sporting and creative industries and to unpack how content is being used as a driving force behind some of the world's most successful sporting teams, leagues, brands and athletes. We spent seven years together at the National Rugby League, building their social platforms from zero to millions. We are the founding partners of Sport Design Australia, a creative network that brings to life content for sporting organisations across the world. We're passionate about sharing how the evolution of content and the digital landscape are proving to be a force to be reckoned with when it comes to fan engagement and sporting success. We will cover a wide range of content and creative topics. We're here to share it all. We talk to designers, athletes and experts to understand the artistry behind content excellence and learn how content influences every aspect of the game. Whether you're a sports fanatic, a design enthusiast, or just curious about the creative forces behind the world's biggest games, this podcast is for you. Join us as we explore the art of the game and uncover the stories behind some of the most iconic content creations in sports history. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Art of the Game podcast. As you would have heard in the introduction, I'm Cass and this is Reese, and we are finally here on the couch doing this. We are. I always said I'd never do a podcast and uh, yep, here we are. Here we go. So this is our first episode, um, guys, so we really appreciate you joining us and coming along for the ride, but also please bear with us as we uh, launch ourselves into this world of podcasting. We together have worked um, in sport for over a decade, so we wanted to kind of share our story, share our experiences with you guys and share a different light onto what creative looks like in sport. So we'll delve a bit further into that um, a bit later on and as, as the podcast progresses. To start off, we thought we'd give you a bit of an overview of the business that Reese and I have co-founded. Um, it's called Sport Design Australia, but I will handball over to Reese himself to give you a bit of an insight into what that is, how it has kind of come about, and I guess it's the reason why we're sitting here today. Yeah, so essentially it's a creative agency uh, specialising in sports. Uh, we work with professional sporting teams uh, in Australia and worldwide um, to help elevate their content and creative output. So, you know, a lot of AFL teams, NRL teams, cricket, netball, MMA, uh, a bit of everything at the moment. So, I mean, the idea originally came you know, a couple of years ago during COVID. I started an Instagram page called Sport Design Oz, essentially to promote and uh, give young designers a bit more of a platform for them to be noticed and, uh, you know, hopefully and ideally land a job in the sporting world. So that's a originally how it came about and you know as a couple of years went on you know Cass and I were both at the NRL for seven seasons Cass had up the, the social team for the best part of that and I was sort of on the creative content side and yeah decided it was uh, time for a new challenge and that's how SDA came about. Yeah I guess a bit further into the kind of background of that obviously sport design started as a bit of a passion project for Reese. he's always been super passionate in about developing young creators and content providers basically giving a face to the name of all of the kind of people behind the scenes. We just were running into some challenges internally at, in big businesses and sporting businesses when it came to resourcing and budgeting and just kind of, I guess, the perception of content and return on investment and, and those kinds of things. So we knew that there was a whole lot more we could do in this space, um, especially within sporting landscapes that we've seen across the UK and the USA. Um, we wanted to be kind of a part of that change and, and leading that change. So yeah, Sport Design Australia was kind of born and bred from that. But as I said, we will dive into that a whole lot more as we start to introduce you to some of the great guests we were going to have on board in the next few weeks, taking us through 
I guess, their experiences with us, working with us, working with Sport Design Australia and, and yeah, so we can get further into that. I guess then the next evolution of the business was to start the podcast, which is why we're here. Why did we start the podcast, Reese? I have no what, idea. What are um, we doing here today? I just like hearing from other creatives and other industry professionals in sport, you know, whether that's a marketing manager or a, a brand lead, creative lead, designers, um, creative roles. Yeah, it's, it's really good to get an insight. And, you know, I know a lot of younger people who are, are looking to get into sport, um, you know, really value those opinions and, and thoughts and really want to know, you know, how someone got to where they are, um, you know, within a, a sporting team or a league or, you know, working for a, a sporting brand. So, yeah, we wanted to share more stories and a bit more insight into that. Yeah, I think we've always been kind of told by people who we work with, you got, you know, you've got really great experiences and, you know, we probably don't look at it from that lens. It's, it's always been like work and a job for us and we, we probably don't take a step back enough and reflect on, on the great stuff that we've been able to achieve. So from a background point of view, as Reese mentioned, we were both at the NRL for a period of seven years. Um, during that period, we were able to build social audiences and, and, and engage communities up to, I think we got up to about six million cumulatively across all the channels before we left. So we've definitely done some stuff in this space. I think we probably underestimated the effect that we've had on the sporting industry for sure. As I said, we just kind of do our job day in and day out. But when you look back and reflect, I think we've got some really cool stories to tell and some great experiences to share. So yeah, everyone's always asking us to share those. So here we are. <laughs> To all you people who have bullied us into doing this, we are here and yeah, we just hope you can kind of um, come along on the journey with us. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know who you want to hear from and yeah, we'll do our best to share some info. Obviously, we're going to have guests on the podcast across the next few weeks, but I think it'd be good for the audience to get a bit of an overview on your background. Um, you've kind of had sport in your blood for a good period of time. So do you want to give us an overview of, of how you got here? Sure. Uh, let's just kick start it from post high school. Uh, did a degree in journalism at Wollongong University. Really wanted to become a, a sports journalist. Um, by the end of the degree, I sort of worked out that I didn't really like it. Didn't really like writing. But during that period of, of study, I sort of took up some ex work experience, internship type work at uh, both the Cronulla Sharks and Fox Sports News. I was coaching a baseball team at the time and uh, one of the, the parents of the kids was the media manager of the Cronulla Sharks, Rob Willis. You know, he offered me to come down and, and do some sort of, you know, bits and pieces one day a week whilst I was studying and match reports, um, cutting out newspaper clippings, all the stuff he didn't want to do. So I sort of took that on and... Uh, You're still doing all the stuff no one wants to do. Yeah, you? still doing all the stuff <laughs> no one wants to do. So yeah, uh, graduated from uni. Um, Rob ended up actually leaving the Cronulla Sharks and uh, they, they were hiring for his role. I was lucky enough to take that on for a, a, a period of two years. You know, it was a media and comms PR type role, but I guess that was the very early stage of, of social media and you know, website sort of content. So wore multiple hats there, it was you know, writing content, filming content, looking after the Facebook channel, Twitter channel, all that sort of stuff. And I guess that's how I sort of dipped my toes into digital. Had enough time there sort of came to a period where I wasn't learning anymore. We sort of had no CEO, no real direction, packed up, went overseas for four months to Europe, traveled with some mates, came back, worked for a digital agency um, that I had a relationship with. From my time at the Sharks, was there for three years, um, Pillar Digital with Pete Cassidy and, and Damien Marnie. Um, and then, yeah, ended up at the NRL as social media community manager under Matt Henry and evolved from there and sort of, Ended up being the social content manager for the last few years, um, yeah, alongside yourself. Nice. Yeah. 
bit of a journey. I think mine was a little bit different. I didn't really fall into sport as um, easily as Reese did, but um, coming out of a marketing degree, I worked for Coca-Cola. I spent um, five or six years there working in their brand teams and trade marketing teams and digital marketing teams. And I think you mentioned it as well, but like everyone at our age when social was starting, you just become the social media expert because you're young and you're the only one with an Instagram page. So it's still that um, way for a lot of businesses. It still, it still happens that way, but yeah. That's basically how I fell into the social um, and digital space. And then after leaving Coca-Cola, I went on a little bit of an expedition to the Kokoda Trail, um, came back and, yeah, landed my job at the NRL. Kokoda. Kokoda. Young and fit. <laughs> yeah. About that, that 10 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> a bit longer than that. <laughs> Did I you think. make it? A bit longer than that, I think. Were you here, so? Hey. Um, so, yeah, my career in sport obviously started a bit later than races, but we've both been, yeah, roaming around for a period of time now. And... Don't really see ourselves moving out of it anytime soon. Starting the business 12 months ago, obviously, we've both had a few life changes since then, becoming parents and, I don't know, adulting and life and things like that. What's your biggest challenge that you've kind of noticed so far in starting a small business? Oh, geez, that is a great <laughs> question. Um, probably there's just so much more to, you know, running a business than you know, pumping out content. You know, you've got all the financial side of thing, you know, the operations, um, a lot of relationship project management type stuff yeah there's multiple challenges but it's it's been really rewarding and frustrating and stressful and, and all the feels so um but yeah we, we've had you know great progress um in that time we've worked with some lucky enough to work with some really cool clients um across multiple sports within australia and overseas and work with some really really talented creatives as well which is um yeah something i've always been passionate about and, and finding these people out there because there's so many talented creatives that are, are looking for work in, in, in sport and, and whether they're already at, you know, working for a team or a league or they're sort of on the cusp or, or studying or at that stage of taking the next step, sort of, um, yeah, always like speaking to other people about their journeys. What's your biggest reward so far in starting the business? Probably the scope, the scope and, and how quickly um, we've been able to work with such a, a wide variety of clients. I think, you know, obviously coming from an NRL background, um, you know, we sort of were comfortable in that space and sort of went after NRL teams and that sort of thing. But yeah, we've, we've quickly evolved and, um, you know, working with the likes of Paramount Plus, yeah. um, you know, betting agencies like Bluebet, Tab, um, you know, a couple of AFL clubs. Yeah, I think hearing the validation from others that like what we're doing is, is a good thing and like that we are kind of doing something in, in the industry that's useful for people who are, exist just outside of our, mm. our network. The validation of that's been quite nice to be like, yeah, actually an idea that we had a, a little while ago has actually transformed into something that's really useful um, in, in the industry. So that's that's quite rewarding, I think. Yeah, me. and we, we obviously come from a more of a social background. So early on, it was all about the, the social graphics. Um, template suites and all that sort of thing. But we've you know, had some really cool projects of late, which are you know, well beyond that area or, or skill set or, or niche. You know, we've recently completed the, a lot of the creative for the Rabbitohs New Centre of Excellence with you know, pretty cool large decal. Um, what else have we done recently that sort of ticked Mer off the list? Like just working in other areas like outdoor merchandise, TV and broadcast, like just those those elements of design that we probably weren't used to doing um, mm. day to day, day in, day out in previous roles, but we've been able to kind of show that that 
is required across businesses. Not everyone internally will have resource to do all of those things. So the fact that we're able to kind of be that resource extension for a lot of clubs um, and teams and organisations is really great. And I think, as you mentioned, our network was obviously teams and leagues because that's what we knew and that was mm. our kind of bread and butter. But we're definitely finding that the appetite and people who are willing to invest in content is coming from those fringe um businesses within sports so sponsors and broadcasters and those that you kind of you know operate within sport but don't own a sporting team or a sporting league so I think for us having those doors opened and being able to kind of experience sport and content from those different lenses has definitely been something that I've um yeah quite enjoyed over the last few months particularly so I think it's important for us to obviously touch on why it's important for sporting organisations and businesses and teams and things like that to be investing in their content strategy. So I guess that was the main reason why I wanted to start Sport Design and there is there is more to, to um, creating content in sport. Why do you think it's important for sporting brands and um, sporting organisations to be investing in this kind of stuff? Oh, it's incredibly important. You know, the, the sports market is incredibly competitive, cluttered, uh, the entertainment market just in general is competitive and cluttered and I guess social channels and algorithms are changing and you know, reach is diminishing and you, you've really got to create content that stands out um, you know, for people to consume it. You know, people are, it takes you know, one, two seconds for someone to scroll past your content. So if you're not capturing uh, someone's attention straight away, you, you're really going to struggle. So you know, whether it's a cool graphic or a cool video, motion piece, illustration, it all ties back into that overarching uh, brand piece and, and tone of voice for your business. And talking about content, obviously, like we could probably just delve into the fact that content itself is not just like a photo or, or a video that's on social these days. Like for us in the content landscape that we're operating in, we're doing content across, you know, multiple facets of, of design. Do you want to touch on those kind of key ones that we're, we're working with our network to deliver for sporting brands at the moment? Yeah, so, you know, art direction um, is obviously a, a key one for us. We work with, you know, different brands on, you know, their visual identity and, and, and branding, um, you know, graphic design, illustration, manipulation, uh, and motion graphics, animation type stuff. They're sort of our, our main go-to. Obviously, we both have a, a strong social background as well in terms of social media strategy and offering. Um, but our, you know, our key focus is that sort of design space, you know, and whether that's social content, you know, um, graphics for the big screen, LED screens, you know, decals on, on walls, um, you know, the broadcast space stuff. Um, you know, we have a, a big and, and wide variety um, or network of content creators that we can call upon depending on a budget, um, brief, requirements, you know, style, etc. So that's sort of where we slot in. Yeah, and I think it's important to touch on the fact that resourcing in sport generally is quite limited, um, especially in Australian sport. We definitely that differs from the US and the UK markets in terms of the way that their teams are structured. For us as an agency, we're really keen to be an extension of your existing team and set up and we know that you know being able to deliver content across all those formats design manipulation illustration animation motion video every designer and um, content creator out there will be screaming at us being like yes like we hear you because they have to deliver mostly they'll, they'll hire one person or two people to deliver on all of those different creative yeah and they're um, stretched outputs. yeah you know, stretched across multiple departments 
you know, we've been there before, you know, you work with marketing departments, membership, merchandise, football, or whatever sporting code you work for, you know, yeah. events, big screen, social, website, digital yeah. product, everything. Like they're just so far stretched. And if there's only one or two designers um, that are working within a business, they don't have time to ideate. They're constantly, you know, pumping out work, churning out work. But also, you're only limited to, then to the people, that, to the skill set of that one person. So, like, yes, yeah. you might be really great at delivering on, you know, this part of, of the creative um, process, but you're not great at this. And, and they make you do it anyway, and so therefore you're not getting the most efficient and effective way of of producing content because yeah. you're you're making someone be yeah be something that they're not. It's basically, like asking us to do run out onto a football field and play 80 minutes of football. Like we just, that's just not what we're built to do. So mm. it's ineffective and inefficient. And everyone has their own style as well. So, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're looking for a different style, you know, obviously that still needs to tie into the over, overarching brand of, of the business or, you know, whoever you work for. But variety is key, I think, in the top content game now. And, you know, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to fall well behind. And, you know, you see a lot of brands and businesses still creating the same content that they created three, four years ago, you know, when algorithms were a lot better and you had more eyeballs on your content. So it's really important to evolve with, you know, not just design trends, but content and creative trends, you know, from a, a high level sort of point of view. So top line, Sport Design Australia, obviously network, um, freelance, network of freelance creatives that we're bringing together to kind of meet business objectives best around the content, world. the best in the world. Um, out of the game, we want to the podcast itself, we want to be able to delve further into the kind of nuances of content, um, the different people behind the lens of content, how content's helping, you know, different facets of the sporting industry. That's kind of making sense. What is your goal for Sport Design Australia in the, the next kind of six to 12 months? And, you know, what would what would make all of this like kind of worth it for you? The, the, the big goal, I guess, over the next six to 12 months is, you know, keep working with um, clients that understand the importance and, and value of, of content and, and want to invest, you know, and they're not just after sort of, you know, an ad hoc graphic hero there, you know, they, they speak to us and, and want us to collaborate with them on big projects, um, bigger outputs. That's probably sort of where my head's at at the moment. And then, you know, I really want to sort of continue working with, the, the creatives themselves and, and building their profiles and branding personal brands. You know, I think that's that's important. And, you know, a lot of the guys and, and girls that we work with um, are very well established. And then we've also got, you know, some of the, the new young blood coming through who are on the lookout uh, for jobs, who are, who are super talented and, and just need a, a chance. So, you know, the, the more work we can bring on, then ideally we can you know, spread that amongst these sorts of um, guys and girls. That's my that's my aim. Um, what's 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 your goal, Cassandra? Besides oh. having a baby and going on leave for again. No, look, I think I'm super proud of where we've gotten to in the last twelve months. Obviously, starting a business is not easy. Starting a business as a new mum. So I think um, we've definitely had our fair share of of struggles and and um, you know things we've had to work through. But you know we're only really in our infancy. We're we're working with some extremely you know. Um, massive brands and massive organizations I think for us in the next six to 12 months being able to align ourselves with you know a major event in the Olympics or um, the Com Games or you know the world like we've done some work in you know indirectly with the World Cup but you know being able to showcase what we can offer on on that kind of level I think is a really big would be a really big goal for us um, but yeah I mean we're just ticking boxes for 
ourselves as a business, um, you know, just <clears throat> getting the runs on the board, working with some really great clients, and yeah, we're really um, just still getting used to running a business. Momentum. To be honest, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, it's it's a journey, and there's you know been plenty of struggles, and you know, cash flow is obviously one. You know, we, we don't have any investors as such yet. Um, hopefully, that might come <laughs> down the track, but you know, we're we're put our own money and um, time. You know, into this sort of business and, and, and project and it's, it's been really refreshing and rewarding for us so far so yeah really excited to see what the you know in the next six 12 months and, and beyond brings us great so yeah, we've given you a really good overview i think of what the business is um why we've why we started the business what we're doing within the business why we wanted to start um out of the game and yeah we're just really excited to be on this journey like um with you guys with each other um and yeah, we just hope that this offers you guys some sort of, you know, experience or information that you didn't have previously. That's pretty much our goal. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in to this first episode. Um, we're all ears in terms of, you know, what guests you want to hear from, whether that's, you know, here in Australia, across the world, um, can be designers, creatives, marketing managers, heads of departments, CEOs, all that sort of thing. Um, you know, leave us a comment on our social channels, send us a message, however you want to do it, and uh, we'll do our best to have them on. But we've got some cool guests coming up, really excited to uh, share those podcasts very soon. So thanks for tuning in.